Welcome to the Bubblehead Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Eric. I'm with my co-host, Robert. Today, we're going to continue discussion rookies of the 2022 class. We're going to focus on the wide receivers, our last position. We're going to give our top 20 uh, wide receiver rankings for the rookies. That's going to conclude our pre-NFL draft rookie rankings. We're going to be adjusting that throughout the whole rest of the offseason with draft capital landing spot being a factor before we really dive into it we're going to discuss what we're looking at for prospects what numbers things on tape etc really get us excited or disinterested in players do you want to start us off robert yeah yeah so you know one of the kind of the big things that i look for um in terms of potential uh is so first off when I'm looking for an outside receiver, I'm looking at the athletic ability there. Um, you know, I want to, for an outside receiver, I want somebody who's big, uh, fast, runs a good three cone, good shuttle. You know, those are important metrics to me for outside receivers. Uh, the 40 yard dash isn't necessarily like that high on my list, but I use the RAS score quite a lot for, at least for outside receivers. Um, so, uh, just like the running backs and tight ends, I kind of, I give you guys all numbers for that. So, um, a thousand yard season for wide receivers. So that's kind of your, you know, your, if you're getting a thousand yard season as a wide receiver, you know, that's a, a good fantasy asset, right? Um, so most of those guys, uh, are above a seven percent, seven RAS. Um, so 73.33% of, uh, players with a seven RAS, or that have a thousand yard seasons are above a seven RES. Now that number goes up to 80.74, uh, if you're above a six RES. So that was out of 135 players tracked from uh, 1982 uh, to, or 1987, excuse me, to 2022 from the draft. So, you know, you're, so you're getting a pretty good number from that. And that, that number actually, I, I verified that from, you know, recent years. And it's actually similar, right? It's about, uh, you're still getting about a 75% above seven RES, uh, even from 2012 or 20, 2009 to 2022 is the numbers that I ran. You know, so you're seeing a, a pretty good trend there. Um, now, the slot receivers, I, I think the slot receivers for PPR are probably the most interesting asset because usually you can get them in later rounds of fantasy drafts. And usually they'll, they're very, very dynamic for you in fantasy and the RAS score I don't use it at all for slot receivers right because you got to think about it um like Wes Welker um Hunter Renfro um you know guys of that mold they're they're usually slower they're usually smaller uh, but usually they have really good shuttle times and really good three cones so when I'm looking at slot receivers I'm looking at those two numbers I'm looking at slot uh shuttle shuttle numbers and uh, and, uh, three cone numbers but other than that, you know, I don't really look at their athletic ability. That's all. That's all based off the tape, right? Um, but if you're playing in PPR, you want guys who are going to get catches. You want guys who are going to get a lot of targets, deep threats. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the deep threats for uh, for PPR. Uh, but what do you? What about you? What do you think? I like it. Uh, your notice of the RES scores and that correlation to success is really interesting. Basically, you're saying if they're not above a six, you're not interested unless they're a slot receiver, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, that number, like the numbers that I gave, right, those are actually skewed negatively by slot receivers, right? Because you have guys like Wes Walker, Hunter Renfro, uh, Jarvis Landry, kind of stuff like that who's are, who are primarily slot receivers. And those guys are obviously going to 
degrade the number. Um, so that percentage would actually be higher if you're focused only on outside wide receivers with that metric. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I'm not quite as analytical. Um, I definitely like to look at the numbers, the size, the weight, the speed, the jumping, uh, the RES. I like it as a factor. Um, especially the, you know, the lower tier prospects. But when it comes to the, you know, my top prospects at the wide receiver position, I'm mainly going off the tape. Um, I just want to see what type of competition they're playing against and how they're doing against it. I really like route running, catching ability, and can't, what can you do after the catch? Can you make people miss? Can you break tackles? Uh, you have to find a way to win, right? So Drake London and Jamison Williams are both interesting fantasy assets for sure, but they win in very different manners. So you either have to be really good at one thing or pretty good at basically everything for me to be interested. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really have too much more more than that. Yeah, so we had we've had a few discussions about um, you know the RES score here recently, especially now that I've been kind of sharing some of these these stats with you, and um, I still think I think you're looking at it wrong. You know, I I I want to stress like you're able to tell bust potential on first round, second round, like early round wide receivers and running backs and stuff like that just by using the RES. It's not like a late round like find. Um, I think you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Um, you know, this, this is like, cause one of, you know, one of the issues here, like Traylon Burks, right. He has, um, he is a widely considered to be an outside wide receiver. I don't think he really has projects as a slot at any point. Right. But his RES would say that he's going to be not, he has a very low percent chance of being successful in the NFL. And I think that should be worrying. So Burks actually did play a lot in the slot um, in college. So I'm curious to see how they use him. I could see him being a big slot, kind of how Juju has um, shown to be successful. His combine obviously was bad. It, you know, everyone thought he was going to do better. Was it a bad performance on him or those? You know, his actual real numbers. It's hard to tell. And that kind of is the question that I always have with the uh, players that I see succeed. And that's what shies me away from holding firm to the numbers the way I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Um, no, I hey, And that's why I love fantasy, right? Is, you know, two people can have totally different opinions and uh, they can still play the same game. And because of that, we can, you know, we can make trades, right? If you had Traylon Burks, uh, you know, in your in a Devi league, I'm sure you'd be willing to sell Burks to me a lot ch- cheaper than I thought I'd have to acquire, and you know, a deal would be done uh, yeah. because of the difference of value we have on two players. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, ready to jump in? Give uh, give our list. You want to? Yeah, go ahead and start yeah. Out? We're gonna go off of your list today, um, yep. and you know, we'll both talk about it, and then at the end, I'll add any players um, that didn't make your list. And and uh, we'll just take it as we go. Lead yeah. us off. Yeah. So I uh, guess I'll start us off here. So um, uh, first person up on my list is uh, Garrett Wilson. Second is Chris Olav, Olave. 
Um, third is Jameson Williams. Uh, fourth is Drake London. Fifth is George Pickens. Sixth is Traylon Burks. Seventh is Christian Watson. Eight is Jahan Dotson. Nine is David Bell. Ten is Sky Moore. Eleven is Calvin Austin. Twelve is Jalen Tolbert. Thirteen is John Mechie. Fourteen is Wondell Robinson. Fifteen is Slade Bolden. Sixteen is Khalil Shakir. Seventeen is Tyquan Thornton. 18 is Alec Pierce, 19 is Kyle Phillips, 20 is Kevin Austin, and 21 is Justin Ross. I just threw, uh, just to kind of say that was Justin Ross, he is, uh, he was kind of an honorable mention. Um, I don't really have much interest in him, but we, I wanted to talk about him, so. Okay, yeah, we can use him as a case study for your RAS score, because I'm assuming that's why you lost interest in the big name of Justin Ross. It's a big reason. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's my list. So I got Garrett Wilson at one, Drake London two, Trey Lomberg's three, Jameson Williams four, George Pickens five, Jahan Dotson six, David Bell seven, Chris Olave eight, Christian Watson nine, Sky Moore ten, Jalen Tolbert eleven, Khalil Shakir twelve, Alec Pierce thirteen, Calvin Austin the third fourteen, John Mechie. 15, Justin Ross, 16, Wandale Robinson, 17, Kyle Phillips, 18, Romeo Dubs, 19, and Tyler Freifogel, 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, start jumping into the list here. So, you know, we agreed on Garrett Wilson. Um, so Garrett Wilson, number one, Yeah, I think he's kind of the prototypical prospect here. I think he's going to be, he's a route runner. He's a kind of does it all. Um, I think he's going to be able to fit in as a number one wide receiver in, in the NFL uh, year one. And I mean, he, he's my top prospect here, but one of the things I would like to say, you know, I actually have like pretty much everybody in the, all the first round wide receivers are in the same tier for me. You know, I'm okay with really getting any of these guys. Um, and if that means trading back, getting a couple picks next year, um, that's all, that's all I'm doing. But yeah, with Garrett Wilson, you know, I don't, I don't have any issues with, with uh, any, any of the traits that he has, I think he's got a lot of talent. What do you What do you think? I see Garrett Wilson in a bit of a tier of his own. It's not a huge gap between the Wilson and the second tier, um, but I just I love his combination of potential and floor. I don't think Garrett Wilson is going to bust at all. I think you know at worst we're going to be seeing a top thirty wide receiver fantasy fantasy for you know many years. Um, he, I thought he did great at the combine, right? He ran a good 40, sub 4-4, but I liked his explosion numbers, 36 inches vert, 123 broad. He's good size. He's he's 5'11", three quarters, he's 183. He's young. You know, he turns 22 in July. I mean, he was dominant uh, at Ohio State, you know, from the jump. He has great balance in the air. He can contort his body very well. He's a good catch radius, good route runner. He's great after the catch. I mean, <laughs> I'll just go on and on. You know, there's really no weakness in his game, and that's why he's in his tier of his own. Is There's nothing that I see where it's like, oh, you know what? That might be a way people shut him down, and, and he might not have success. I think he's going to win, you know, really in any level yeah so uh moving on to chris olav he's my number two you have him down at eight i believe was what you had him at yeah um so 
big thing that popped off the screen for me was route running. And another stat out here was was that he was in actually every route that he ran, except for I think like one, he was in the elite category in terms of a route runner. And so like you said, you know, you look for people that are elite in one trait. That's a guy that's going to be that, that's the type of person that's successful in the NFL as an elite route runner that also has really good athleticism. Um, and I, I, I look at it um, in the same kind of tier as like, a, you know, a Keenan Allen, you know, a, like a, a good possession receiver. But I think he has a little bit more in the aspect of, of deep threat, too. Like, I think he's got the ability to be, you know, just a very good outside receiver. Um, and, but, and, you know, like I said, with all these guys, so like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olav, James Williams, Drake London, George Pickens, all, and, and even Traylon Burks, like all those guys, like I'm interested in all of them about the same. Um, you have Garrett Wilson in your own tier, but I mean, I have these all, all these guys are kind of in the same tier for me. Um, but yeah, I think I think Chris Olaf's an elite route runner. He's got good hands and he's got the athletic ability to be successful in the NFL. And, and yeah, that's those are the traits that I'm really looking for. So yeah, I, I I'm not a hater on Chris Olave. He, you're dead right. He's a phenomenal route runner, and I think he's got really good burst. I like him. My issue is that I think he plays very weak. Right, he's a six foot three-quarter of inch, 187-pound receiver. He plays small, and I think he has almost no ability to break a tackle. Like the only time he would get yards after the catch is if he was in open field and he could use his speed. Um, I see Olave as being a volume-based fantasy asset. I think his floor is really, really high. I think he's going to give you a lot of wide receiver three seasons, but I think it's unlikely he's going to give you those wide receiver one, those top 15 wide receiver seasons. And because of that, I just pushed him down a little bit. But it's interesting that you said you have all those players in in a tier because I almost have a tier within or tiers within a tier because Alave at eight, he's he's like a there's a huge gap. I call it three tiers from one to eight. But going to the next, my next player, Christian Watson, I have a, a large gap, way bigger than any of the gaps I would put in my first tiers so in a way i kind of have them all in one tier similar to you but um i yeah i think the top eight receivers in this in this draft class are really good i'm very excited about them so you know if you get a lave hey he, he's he's got a lot of potential and and he's going to be on your he's going to be in your starting lineups because he's going to be giving you a really good floor i just worry about his ceiling uh, yeah, so the uh, next person up on the list is uh, Jamison Williams for me. So I was actually flipping between Jamison Williams and Drake London pretty much the entire time we were talking about it. The only reason I have kind of the, all three of these next guys, Jamison Williams, Drake London, George Pickens, the only reason that they're like not higher on my board or lower on my board is because I I feel like all three are going to come back perfectly fine from the injury, but I have concerns about the injury. So with, you know, with uh, Jamison Williams, I think he's going to be perfectly fine from the ACL. But I, I, I have concerns, too, about, you know, an ACL injury and a guy who's like, you know, the fastest, one of the fastest players in the draft. Right. Um, he's a ty- basically Tyree kill with slightly bigger size. Um, and, and you would hope you just hope that that's that plays out. Right. Like that's that's what you see. You, you see Tyree kill type ability 
Deshaun Jackson type of ability. And I think that's the comp for, for Jameson Williams. And I, don't, I don't, and I think you, you get a very good player with it. I just wonder how consistent you're going to get it. Yeah. Jamison Williams is screams best ball. He, he's a great best ball wide receiver because, you know, he, he's likely, like you said, to have some down weeks, even Tyreek Hill only until very recently in the last couple of years, he would have down weeks, right? He would still be finishing, you know, as wide receiver five overall, but he'd, he'd give you some down weeks. Um, I like Williams a lot. I have him at four. Um, he, he came in, he had transferred from Ohio state and he just blew it up. Uh, he had 1,572 yards. He did that only 79 catches, 15 touchdowns. Like he was so dynamic. You could see like, once he got hurt in the national championship game, like the whole game changed. He, he was. Yeah, they I couldn't mean, throw the ball. They had yeah, nobody who was able to get open. He was their offense. I mean, obviously they just lost John Mechie as well. So, you know, losing both of them was a huge loss, but yeah, they were, they were basically they relying fun. on freshmen. Like that was yeah. kind of the, the thing, right? Was they relying yeah. on freshmen at that point? And, and I mean, I, I love James Williams. I think he's going to be a great talent in the NFL. I just don't know about fantasy. Yeah, I, I, right. A lot of these players, um, draft capital, not draft capital. I think they're these all. All these players are going to be round one, round two. Um, the question is, where do they land? Right. There's two great obvious landing spots in Casey and Green Bay. I think, with you know the recent void of the superstars that they've had. So, do you know? Do either the, any of these players land there? That's right. That's going to help me push him up my board at least. If Jameson Williams goes to KC, he's probably going to be number one on my on my board. Like, and I don't even know if that's a question at that point. See, I can't go there. I I'm sticking to my guns with Garrett Wilson. I don't care where he goes. He's in my number one as long as right. He doesn't get in trouble with the law or you know have some injury. Jameson Williams might actually receiver. actually now that I think about it though, Jameson Williams if he goes to KC might go to one point zero two for me. Over with Kenneth Walker, and I would never have thought to say that before. Before they traded Tyreek Hill, and like before, I really started to think about like what Jameson Williams can be, because he could be Deshaun Jackson, but with I would say better quarterback play and better deep throw, deep throwing ability at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the dream. Have him go and replace uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, so you have anything else about James Williams? Though we can, I can talk about James Williams for a lot. I I love him as a player, but <laughs> no, that's really all I got. I mean, he's a great player. I, I'm like you. I'm not too worried about the ACL. It's unfortunate, but right, he's gonna have plenty of time. And when I'm drafting a player, you know, in the first round of my fantasy drafts, especially someone that I'm considering, you know, for the first half, I'm not really worried about what their you know first couple of months of their career is gonna be. I'm. I'm looking a lot more long term. Yeah, I'm usually very against drafting speedsters. Um, I like basically take them off on board if they're like only a speedster, um, like Henry Ruggs, uh, Jalen Waddle. Even like I just take them off because I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't. I like a floor. I want. I want somebody who's going to give me a floor. I don't want somebody who's going to lose me a championship week. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, moving on to Drake London. Um, so Drake London's kind of your more complete wide receiver. I think he's more your red zone threat. Um, the, so the reason I actually had him below James Williams is that I think he's a little bit less of a talent in terms of like NFL ability. I do think he has a better floor. I think he has a better, uh, he has a, he's a good route runner. I think, I think just the issue with me, I don't know. 
and, and and I I I moved him up a little bit after the foot, um, or after the pro day recently because he he was um able to kind of do some things at his pro day. So you know I was able to move him up a little bit, but I, I, I the foot has me a little bit concerned with the with the type of player that he is. Uh, so I love Drake London. He he's all the way at number two for me. Uh, I think one he's one of the youngest players in this draft. He's not turning twenty one until July. Um, he's almost six foot four. He's two hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, if I read you his stat lines and you didn't know better, you'd think that hey, he just had a really great season. Well, he had eighty eight receptions for a thousand and eighty four yards and seven touchdowns. He he got hurt barely past the halfway mark of the season. Like he had the Blinishkov Award locked up. Like it was his. Might have well been the Drake London Award. Um, part of that, I think, you know, was volume. You definitely saw them just like forest feeding London a little bit. But uh, I think the easy con for London is Mike Evans. He's a good route runner, great size, and can dominate in the red zone. I think, I think uh, his ceiling is probably a little lower. Like, I don't think, you know, wide receiver one overall in a given year is terribly likely but i think he's gonna live in that um that mike evans range that you know back end wide receiver one high wide receiver two i think he could string together you know a number of thousand yard seasons great floor yeah yeah the, the only thing that concerns me is the foot um but yeah, you know, uh, the draft capital, I think, answers it for me, right? I think anyone taking them in the first round, especially in the first half, which sounds likely if you believe any of the, you know, uh, news and, and different outlets, like it, if they're taking them that high, you know, after the medical evaluations they've done, they're satisfied. So that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, because I've just seen a lot of people that have those, you know, those foot injuries like that. They kind of, uh, they have that re-injury a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're right, if if it's if it's good enough for NFL like medical doctors, like that's <laughs> what, what can I say to that, right? Yeah. Um, and then so next up for me is George Pickens at five. Um, so yeah, I mean George Pickens injury. Like he was originally coming into the season, he was, or I guess going into last. Like draft, like pre-draft last year before he got hurt, he was like probably number one on my board for this coming coming into this year, and I think he has the most talent out of the class. But the the ACL injury was a pretty bad one, you know. So I mean, that's it's a concern whether he comes back to full strength. Um, but I'm drafting the potential there, and then and a good landing spot moves him up the board pretty pretty good amount. Um, I think he would be a great fit on a team like the Patriots. And I mean, I, I, I think the kind of the he's the last of the tier for me in terms of like the guys that I would be interested in in the in kind of the early first or to mid first of the, the fantasy draft. Yeah, yeah, I feel very similar. I have him ranked at five. That's about the range I think you're going to have to go and get him. There are, right, if you have some big Georgia Bulldog fans, you might have to. You might miss out on Pickens because I think, you know, I've seen some people with them as their number two, you know, is that high. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, before the ACL, I mean, George Pickens was the name. He was the name. Uh, he's got great size. He's got great speed. He 
showed out super early in his career. He's very young. He barely he just turned twenty one in March. Uh, we yeah. only got to see two games though after the injury, and he looked good. I feel like he wasn't quite the same player. Yeah, he looked like he wasn't up there yet. He, yeah, he, he wasn't back to speed. Yeah. I, I felt, you know, watching the games, like it felt like he was slower. But then again, you know, I knew I was watching all oh, this is, you know, post injury. This is pre injury. Maybe I need to watch him, you know, like uh, a blind test to see what I think. But ex- I kind of feel the same way as uh, London and Williams, all these three guys with these, these significant injuries. If you know they, the NFL does their medical checks and and they're comfortable using first, second on draft capital. I'm not worried about it. Now, if Pickens, I think he's probably the most likely out of the three to really fall. If he starts falling, I would be concerned because that's you know the only reason I could think it would be is the injury. The medical didn't check out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I just realized we've been going this whole time. I haven't given any of you guys a single one of the RAS scores for, for any of these players like I normally have been doing. Um, so Garrett Wilson, his RAS was 7.8. Uh, Chris Olav was, was at 8.68. Uh, James Williams, Drake London, both their data is not available. Uh, that's mostly because of the injury, I would assume. Uh, George Pickens, his RAS was a 9.37. So just to recap all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, with George Pickens, it's literally just a question of the the injury for me. That's the only thing that keeps him from moving up my board. Um, and then moving on to Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burks, his RAS was a 5.82. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit. I, I'm concerned now. Um, he actually was originally one of my top prospects. Um, I don't, I don't really look at him in the same tier anymore. I, I put him in the same tier as Christian Watson, and I'm not really all that interested. I'm willing to let people draft him. In, in front of me and you know i mean that i think the big thing there is like you know yeah you, you like you said he did do some work in the slot in college but his his uh like three cone and stuff wasn't all that great um and i i mean that that concerns me right i i want to i wanted to see a better score from him um for the type of player that he is yeah i'm i was with you Trail on Burks, you know, two months ago, he was my 101 overall in this draft class. Um, I've definitely come off of that stance. He He's only number three for me in wide receiver. One, I've gotten more familiar with Brees Hall and realized that he's the real deal. Um, but also, Burks, yeah, he tested out really poorly. That was supposed to be his shining place, is that he was this big, huge, super athletic, fast dude. Um and all he really showed was that he was big and huge. Um, and not even that huge, right? There was these rumors, oh, he's got 5XL gloves. Well, little Sky Moore has bigger hands than him. Uh, he does have huge arm like He has 33.5-inch arms. That's like small offensive tackle-sized arms. Um, but, yeah, I mean, his numbers were average. We were expecting exceptional, so that's why it's disappointing. Well, I his still three really shuttle and his count were terrible. His agility scores were poor. Yes, that's true. But the the rest of it, the, the jumping and, and the 40, um, those are average. Uh, I, I'm very disappointed, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and 
he was in Arkansas and he played a lot in the slot. So we didn't get to see how great, you know, what kind of routes do they have? How good is he off the press? There's, there's definitely some questions out there. Um, I expect first round draft capital landing spots. Gonna be, you know, he's going to play into it. I'm, I'm hoping he gets a good spot. I'm hoping like New Orleans, Dallas. He's the bus for me. I think he's going to be the bus from the group. He he he's the boomer bus. He he definitely has a, a much lower floor. But it reminds me of Laquan so Treadwell. Do you remember the name Laquan Treadwell? I do. Years ago, that's what he reminds me of. Yeah, he worries the me. The scores are very similar. Um, uh, what the heck was the LSU player? Um, uh, Green Beckham. He 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 reminds me of that player actually. Who you know that he was a top half of the first round pick in dynasty that year. So yeah, I I, I have bursts in a couple of Debbie leagues, and uh, that's certainly concerning to me. But like, he's got the potential. Like, right? If he had just timed slightly better in anything, he'd he'd be over your res uh, numbers. He's at you know five eight, so he's just below that. The uh, the cutoff he's dominated you know what i've really liked he dominated alabama right his best competition this year he dominated so he he can play it's just honestly my question is with this player will they be the the pro will they put in the work will they learn will they develop their game because he's got talent i just think he's raw i mean so it's it's funny that you say that like Traylon Burks dominated Alabama, but Alabama's weakness was their secondary. So, yeah, but you know, Arkansas had like, one player that's any good. So, you know, it wasn't like they were uh, trying to stop. Well, I mean, the what run. I'm saying, and what I'm saying is that they they just don't have like a, an elite corner to like match up against, right? So, like, it's not really that big a deal. Yeah. So, but anyway, Traylon, but they don't have like a a star at corner in Alabama. So that was kind of my point there. Um, but let's but moving on. Uh, so, do you have anything else about Traylon Burks? No, no, I no. I really like him. I'm still excited to get him in my drafts. I'm just it's going to be back half of the first round, not the top half like it it was before the combine. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, so Christian Watson's next on my list at seven. Um, so his res was a nine point nine six. Um, so you know I think he's kind of the next tier for me. Um. You know, he's a very good athlete, very good. Uh, he dominated the senior bowl. You know, I think he could bring it all. I think he's a I think he's a very good option in the second and third round of the draft. In terms of the NFL draft, I think he could sneak into the first round of the um fantasy drafts and I and I wouldn't I would take him. I would I, I have uh I, I think you're gonna be able to get him at the tail end and I'm you might be able to get him in the beginning of the second too. Yeah, it's really going to just depend on how people feel about this quarterback class because there are five quarterbacks that could be first-round NFL draft picks. So usually that equals first-round fantasy draft pick. A lot of people are lower on this class, so you're typically seeing at least like two or three of them push into the second round in my experience. But yeah, I mean Christian Watson's—he's kind of—he's been right there. 
right towards the end of the first, early second. My concern with Watson is one, right? He played at the FCS level, but two, he he was used. I don't think the way he p- was used in the in college is going to be at all how he's used in the NFL. Um, I mean, so your competition concerns though are corrected by dominating the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that was going to be my, my the next thing I said actually. Yeah, like I say that, but they were doing more NFL things at the at the the Senior Bowl, and he crushed it. He was named the wide receiver, the best wide receiver on the national team. Um, he he's, I mean, testing. He's off the charts. He almost a ten o res score. I don't. I mean, um, I don't care about the res score here. I care about the tape from the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that's I, that's. I, I, I mean, like Watson a right? lot. I mean, I was drooling, or when I heard what he did in the Senior Bowl, I was so excited because I figured this guy's gonna go under the radar and I'm gonna be able to get him everywhere in my drafts. And then he went and just obliterated the combine. And, you know, he's like the trendy person now. Um, so it's hard to get value at, for Watson at this point. I've got him as wide receiver nine. I really like him. He's got great upside. He's the beginning of that, like, second set of tiers where I don't quite see, see him as, like, the home run pick. But I still think I'm still excited to draft Christian Watson. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, you know, Christian Watson and Chris Olave are the, Olave are the two that I, I want to come out of the second, the first and second round with those two players. Um, I would trade, I want to trade back, get, because I mean, I, I feel like I'm higher on Chris Olave uh, than a lot of people. Um, and I think that a lot of people are going to take him at the tail end of all those other guys, but I, I, he's my, he's my guy. Like, I, I'd rather have him than, overpay for like Garrett Wilson and like, you know, those guys, right? I mean, not even overpay, but I think you're going to get similar production out of Chris Olave that you get from, you know, those guys. Um, assuming they all go to a decent situation. I mean, you know, nobody, none of us really know where he's going or who's going where at this point, obviously. So we'll see what happens there. But, but yeah, I mean, Christian Watson and Chris Olave, if I can trade back and, and get both of those guys on in the fantasy draft, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, who's, who's your next player? And then, so for Jahan Dotson, he's my number eight. Um, so Jahan Dotson, actually, like, I was really interested in him at first because um, I've projected him kind of as, like, you know, a slot receiver that, like, had a lot of potential. Um, and then his testing numbers were atrocious in terms of his uh, short short um, area quickness. Um, and I'm not necessarily as interested as I was. Uh I don't think I'm going to draft him anywhere. Um, I have him as eight just because I don't, you know, I, I feel like he is the last of the tier in the, that wide receiver range that I would maybe take him um, before I started going back to running backs and to tight ends and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think I'm going to take him over any of this, uh, anybody else. So for me, like the, the three cone, the shuttle and that stuff, that was a, that was a big, that's a big thing for slot receivers, right? Like I want to make sure that if I project you as a slot receiver, that your, your short area quickness meets that requirement. Um, and it didn't. So for me, you know, he's, he's not somebody that I'm terribly interested in anymore. Yeah. The, the, the three cone definitely was a disappointing number for sure. Um, I don't think Dahan Dotson has to play slot. 
he played outside at Penn State. He was he was very good. He's got good plenty of good sides, 5'11, 183. Um, but you want, but if he's going to be this, like, he's, he's not like at that size, like you want somebody who's going to be a shifty guy, not somebody who just has high end speed. Um, and like, I, yeah, I mean, I project him now as like a kind of a, maybe like a, like a more of a deep threat. Like, I think he's kind of slots in as like maybe a wide receiver three for a team. I don't, I just don't think he's going to be a, a starter or even like a solid asset. Yeah, I tend to disagree. I, I'm a big fan of Dotson. I get, I get your concerns with them um, being outside. Um, I really wish they had performed, played in the senior or participated in the Senior Bowl. Right? You know, we would have had a better, um, you know, a better sample size against some of the better cornerbacks. Uh, I, I think he's really good as a contested catcher. He's strong, 15 pen traps, great jumping numbers, and he's just got awesome hands. He he elevates really well, and he, he vacuum seems like everything in. Uh, I think he's getting first round draft capital. Uh, the prospect is not foolproof by any means. You know, there's definitely some holes there. That agility is a big concern, but I think he's going to get the opportunity. I think it's going to be first round pick. So that's why I've got him. You know, that I'm kind of pushing him up a little bit because of that. He's at wide receiver six for me. I'm not in love, but but I got him a little higher than you. The next person on my list is David Bell uh, out of Purdue. Where, where did you have him in your list? I had him at seven, so yeah, quite, so quite similar. Yeah, so he's another player that I feel like is kind of in the the tier, the one, the uh, round one, round two tier. Um, and I have no interest in, in David Bell. I am going to let him fall. Um, I put him at nine because I, I there is a distinction for me between David Bell, like in the sky more Calvin Austin, you know, those guys kind of that, that area of the draft. Um, but for me, again, going back to short area quickness at the size that David Bell is, I want somebody who's going to be a, like a lot faster. Um, and the, just in general, the numbers there were pretty poor. The, the comparisons for, for, you know, his RES score are pretty much all people that are busts in the, in the NFL. So, you know, that's, that's concerning to me that, that he, in terms of a, of like what he did, like just didn't, wasn't impressive. wasn't impressive. Um, and I thought he was a pretty good prospect and, you know, he played really well at, at, uh, Purdue. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's another guy that I think is, uh, he is likely to be a bust based off of the RAS numbers. I see. This is. I think this is a good example for me, where I, I think you're getting locked into that that number. Like, I get it. I, yeah, you're just playing the odds, and you know what? In the long term, that's going to probably work for you. So, so I, I guess I do understand. Um, I'm not. I'm not that worried about his numbers. Like. Really, the only one that sticks out to me as poor is the is the shuttle. The so forties. So you slow, think? But. So you think of the twenty percent of players that have had you know success has like a thousand yard seasons in the NFL? You think there's going to be two players from the first and second round area of the draft that are going to defeat those odds of being? They're going to both be in the twenty percent. 
of people that that meet, meet that those odds, break those odds. You think both of them are? So that's kind of what, I'm, what we're getting at here. I mean, what what are we talking about? I'm talking about my seventh wide receiver, right? I'm I'm very happy to use a second round, uh, mid second fantasy draft pick on David Bell. I'm very very happy to do that. I I think that is plenty. The risk is, is not high at all, and. So if that means yes, then yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess I just don't. I, I don't. I don't see you. So you're saying like you know. I guess you're 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 looking at it like oh well you're locking into the RES score, but I mean for me like those are the odds. Like that's the the odds of them both succeeding are extremely low. Um, and Traylon Burks for me is much more likely to succeed than David Bell, and. You know, with David Bell, you know, again, the 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 numbers that the comparison for his testing numbers are, which are generally pretty, you know, fair. They're not they're not the greatest comps. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to pull up some more, uh, some more people because, like, I think he's got pretty good numbers. Like outside of the the short air quickness. So, so I mean, okay. He's, well, I mean, I'll read them off to you. So he has the uh, vertical. He's a vertical thirty three inch. Uh, that was a three point six seven weighted. Uh, his broad was a nine nine one zero. So that was a four point five one uh, rated metric. Um, his forty yard dash was a four six five. Um, that was a two seven two point seven seven on the metric. His shuttle was a four five seven. That was a zero point six two. His three cone was a seven point one four. It's a three point five on the metric. Uh, what salvages him is the weight, and then he has decent height at a five at a six foot seven or six foot uh, seven inches, and um, or no six foot so six foot even uh, there. He's six um, foot seven eighths of an inch, so he's six yeah, one. Yeah. He's six one. He's two twelve. He runs a four you know mid four six. And he's got decent jumping skills. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a great athlete. He's a good enough <laughs> those aren't, athlete. Those aren't average numbers, though. Those are all for someone that average. size. You got to factor in but the size. That size the, isn't that high. Force, I'm not that worried about his speed scores. I, I, I don't know how to say it any more simpler. I understand you are, and that's good. That's good, right? Because, again, that's that relative value is I'll go and grab David Bell, and I'll be happy. I, I think he's a great route runner. He dominated the Big Ten right away. He's got good contact balance. Really, the only issue I see is his lack of burst. I, the NFL is going to tell us a lot too, right? That's another good thing about um, you know put, putting all our takes out before the NFL draft is we, we don't get to like buoy them up or you know protect them from what NFL draft teams did. Right, <laughs> maybe this is the next. Um, uh, what's the Minnesota receiver we like so much? Tyler Johnson, right? Maybe he goes in the fifth round. I think that would be extremely telling, and uh, you know, obviously that would change my ranking significantly. Of him, I'm hoping for second round draft capital. I think he gets at least round three. If he gets top, you know, day one or two draft capital, I'm still in. I'm very happy with him in the mid second round. But 
he used to be, you know, a borderline first round pick for me. And then he had a disappointing combine. So it, it I definitely dinged him. It's just, I'm not ruling him out. I guess that's where we were different is you sound like you ruled him out and I'm just taxing him. Yeah. So next up on my list is uh sky Moore. Um, so his RAS was a 7.59. Um, <sighs> Big thing with Sky Moore, you know, competition. Uh, he didn't play, participate in the Senior Bowl, um, you know, but he has really good numbers in the, um, you know, from from college. I think he'll be a good player in the NFL. Um, I think he has decent enough route running. Um, I think he has good athleticism. Um, you know, the the size is maybe a concern there, um, but yeah, I mean. I don't really have too much about him. I think I think he's a potential prospect. You know, I, I don't I don't see him as being like a superstar by any means, or at least yeah. just right off the top. Like I, I think it he has to develop into a superstar. There's a lot of uh, Sky Moore love out there. I, I'm not quite there. I have him at ten. You have him in a pretty similar spot. Yeah, I have um, him at ten. Right at I, ten. Or yeah, we're exactly on spot. I like him. But there's some people I think are having him, you know, why does your five or like he's got too much to overcome for me for me to put him that high. One, he's small. He he's five nine, five eighths of an inch. He he has good size for that height. He's one ninety five. He's not elite athletically in anything. He's just good at everything. He's a he's a deep threat. Like he's kind of your short he doesn't have the short area quickness that you look for. And I think you're, you're kind of hoping that he's a deep threat. Um, I think he could be a good one, but I mean, I just don't know if that's like something in, in fantasy that I'm, I'm interested in, but I, I think he could be the kind of guy that you could draft in the, in fantasy and then sell him for like higher after like a year. I think he's going to have a pretty solid year and people are going to like, you know, look at it, look, for, be looking at a, at a solid year, like jump next year. Um, but I, I'm not terribly interested. I don't think I'll draft him in any, in a, in a fantasy league at this point. Yeah. I've had two drafts so far, uh, pre NFL draft rookie drafts, and I haven't been able to get him in either just because people are taking him higher than I'm willing to go. He's like a back end of the second round pick for me at, at the most. Yep. I'm interested, but and and that's kind of what's gonna happen for the rest of these picks is is you know all of them have some reason why I'm you know they're on this list. I like them for this reason or that reason. It's just compared to you know some of the other prospects we've talked about, he he's really not that close. Yeah, uh, I mean for this the rest of the list for me it's all about landing spot. Um, you know, so we had just talked about like with the running backs, like, you know, where once we get to a certain point in the board, like where does it just come down to landing spot right? in terms of where they're ranked? And I think we're at that point now um, where landing spot matters a lot for me. Yeah. Um, so the next up on my list is Calvin Austin. Um, so he has a 9.08 RAS score. Uh, you know, he actually did really well at the combine. Uh, his, he's got really small size and that's kind of the biggest question mark for me. Like he's five, seven, um, one seventy. uh, you know, he's a really small guy. He reminds me a lot of, um, um, who's the guy that came out last year that went to 
Cardinals. Um, Rondo Moore. Yeah, Rondo Moore. Um, yeah, Rondo Moore. He reminds me of basically the same type of player, right? Like you're kind of like, but he, but at the same time, those kind of players like very often don't succeed. Um, you know, just because of how small they are, and you have to like design a role specifically for them. Your kind of your dream scenario is that maybe he becomes like, you know, a Tyreek Hill type of speedster, but that's a dream, right? Like you either to compare somebody to Tyreek Hill is not realistic. Um, that's what you want out of anybody that's like a smaller guy, but that's like super athletic though. So, you know, um, what do you think? If Calvin Austin had two more inches on his body, then uh, he'd be in the Christian Watson, Chris Olave, David Bell tier for me. I like the player so much, but I think they're a college star. I don't think they're an NFL star. And that's mainly just because it's so small. He's five, seven, three quarters of an inch. He weighs 173. His, his combine numbers were amazing. The, the jumping, the speed, the agility, he crushed. But he's tiny. So I'm, I, I basically agree with everything you're saying. He needs to have, have a very specific role that gives him a lot of volume because he is not a traditional wide receiver at all. Yep. yep. I have him down um, at 14 because of it. I just think it's a very long shot. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, just uh just uh location, location, location. Um so Jalen Tolbert's my next on my board at number twelve. Uh so he is his RAS was an eight point six two. Um, you know, he's a kind of a bigger guy, uh bigger ish, I should say. Um he had decent short area quick quickness, you know, his he was about average. Um he's a little bit smaller in terms of his uh weight, but you know, he he was a pretty good receiver for, for his like level of competition that he played at. And, um, you know, I, I think he's an interesting prospect at the third, fourth round, um, uh, in the NFL. Um, I think he'll probably go day three, but you know, f- again, just like all these guys, right. I think it's all, it's all landing spot and potential from here on out. Yeah. Tolbert is a fan of mine uh, or I'm a fan of Tolbert. Excuse me. Um, uh, I hope Jalen Tolbert's a fan of the Bubblehead Fantasy Football Podcast, but who knows? Um, he's like you mentioned; he's got good size and good speed. He's a great combo athletically. Uh, the competition, uh, the competition question mark was a little bit answered. He went to the Senior Bowl and he fared very well. He he had some ups and downs, but overall, people were saying that he held his own quite well. Um, I'm draft capital landing spot i'm same thing uh where does he go he he has high potential but he he's uh will fuller is my comp i think he's kind of like that boom bust player that if he has a great situation he he could really make some noise in the fantasy world yeah so uh next up on my board is john mechie um so he's another guy that had an injury um, I don't think he was all that. I actually feel like I'm down on John Mechie comparatively. Um, I feel like maybe he should be above the, the, I feel like he should be 10 on my board now. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know if I, I still feel like people are going to draft him above that. Um, but I feel like he's going to be the best has the, he's going to have the best draft capital out of the group. Um, but I don't know if I see the potential there. I, I, I think he kind of 
I think he kind of was the the same guy in in Alabama. I don't know if he really improved that much, and I and I think he's just kind of average at everything. Yeah, I feel this almost again. We're starting to mimic each other. We've yeah. When we're reading out our rankings, it was funny. You know, some players were vastly different, but a lot were very similar. So we're starting to see that. Uh, I feel very similar with with Mechie. and I also am wondering, hey, do I have him a little too low? I have him at fifteen. I just, I feel like he benefited a lot from being in Alabama. Like he's a good player. He runs good routes. He can run every route. Uh, he tracks a ball well downfield. That's I'd say his best. Like, okay, how is he going to win? You know, consistently, is that he actually is a good down the field um, ball tracker? I believe, but he has way too many drops like concentration drops i think because he he definitely has some really good catches i don't think it's just a lack of catching ability uh so that can be cleaned up but he also isn't explosive and he just tore his acl in december so uh i i think he could be a very good slot receiver in the nfl which there are very few slot receivers that are fantasy assets so that's why I have him so low is because I think he's a floor play. I don't see a world where he's going to put a wide receiver two season out unless he's just loaded with targets. Yeah. Yep. So next on my board, um, so I'm just going to group all three of these guys together. I think all three of them are like basically the same in terms of like slot value. Um, so Wando Robinson, Slade Bolden, and Khalil Shakir, they're both my they're both my most likely to be slot receiver stars. Um and Kyle Phillips, I guess I should say too. Um Kyle Phillips is a little bit lower on this, but um but just to separate them out here. So Wando Robinson, um he's got basically the same size as uh Calvin Austin. He's a little bit taller, but not much. Um same Kind of like a you know elite forty yard dash, elite shuttle, um, very good three cone or or aver- good a, slightly above average three cone. Um, vertical was good. Um, you know the issue with him, I think he has a little bit more production to back it up, uh, and he had played at a better competition in Kentucky. But um, I think he could be. I think he could probably. He's probably going to bust in the NFL. I don't think he's got the. Uh, but I mean, again, the thing is, right? If he slots in in a good situation and becomes a slot receiver that's a good asset that's a good asset um and you're not paying that much for him either so you know i i think he he's a guy that you could easily see as like a a good slot receiver in the nfl yeah i feel similar i think he's very similar to kelvin austin i think he's very dynamic i mean he had a heck of a season uh with kentucky but i don't see it in the NFL, I think he's Tavon Austin. Like, he's too small. Yep. yep. Like, I don't, I don't know. The one difference, though, the difference between him and Austin is that when he was in Nebraska, right, he transferred to Kentucky this year. But he was used as, like, a running back. Like, he – right, if this whole – I know everyone loves to talk about who's the next Debo, who's the next Percy Harvin, who's the next, right? If this really is becoming a trend, if he lands somewhere where they're doing that, I think that's the only way he really provides you anything in fantasy. And when I say that, I'm not saying, oh, he's going to be wide receiver three like Debo. No, no, no. I'm saying that gets him to relevance. 
not that makes him go from relevant to a superstar. So just making sure we're clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the next up on my board uh, is Slade Bolden. Um, I've talked to you about him quite a bit. Um, I, I see him as like a Patriots esque type of player, uh, a Hunter Renfro type of player. Um, you know, you're looking at a slot wide receiver and that's it. There is nothing else that he could be as a, other than a slot receiver in the NFL. Um, I think he's probably a, a fifth or sixth round NFL pick. But the reason I'm interested is because I think he has the, he is his actually his already score. So his already score was a 4.88, um, but it's actually pretty comparable to Wes Welker and Heinz award. So, you know, I, I think it's a, you know, pretty reasonable thing, especially for Wes Welker. Um, and, and also Hunter Renfro, he, he actually matched up really well with Hunter Renfro as well. So, you know, those are two areas and two slot receivers that I, I think are uh, kind of the, the, what he could be right. Um, he's got elite short area quickness. He's got a very good 10 yard split for the 40 and a very good 20 yard split. Now the thing is though, he doesn't have a good top end speed, but he has very good acceleration. That's great for a slot. I don't care if he can run fast because he has the acceleration to get to his top speed quickly. And I, I think he's going to have to like, you know, fix up his route running a little bit, make it a little bit smoother. But I mean, the, I think he's a a year from year, probably like a year or two from now. I think he could be a very, very good PPR receiver, just like Hunter Renfro. I I'm think a fan that's of the dream. Ball. Yeah, I, I, I like him. He actually was my honorable mention. He didn't quite make my top 20. Um, I basically decided between him and Kyle Phillips, who's going to be my end of my ranking slot receiver that I think is going to make it. And I prefer Phillips slightly, but I like Bolden. Uh, if he gets a really good landing spot, I'll find a way to get him into my top 20. And then, yes. Yeah, so and the next up is Khalil Shakir. So Khalil Shakir, um, you know, so he's 8.32 RES score. Uh, he's a little bit smaller too, 511, but I mean, the, for the RS or the the uh, forty yard dash was good, um, you know, he did have a bad three cone though, so the, that's kind of concerning to me. The three cone, um, he made up for it with the shuttle though, but um, you know, I, I I think he's a another option. You know, he could be a he could be a decent player, um, and I think you're you know just kind of questioning like you know where where does he fit? Um, I think he's a slot receiver in the NFL. Um, and you know, we'll see where he kind of tops out. But you know, I, I think he's in that interesting slot receiver category. I'm a little higher on Khalil Shakir. I have him up at 12. I think, I think he's got a pretty good chance of, of making it. I think his floor is pretty high. Um, I think he has to be in a Cooper Cup like scenario where he's getting just peppered with targets for him to be a dominant fantasy asset, but I think his floor is pretty good. Um, so he's kind of in, in the between like of my, in the middle of my rankings, right? He, he unlikely to become a star, but it's likely he he's useful. Uh, I'm looking to grab him in, you know, the fourth round of my rookie drafts probably. Um, I, I thought he, he did quite well at the senior bowl, which which made me feel good. Coming from Boise State, obviously the competition's not great. Uh he tested quite well, obviously, right? He eight point three RES, so I don't have too much more to say. He if he gets in a landing spot where you know, right, there's a lot of offenses that 
don't really use the slot at all. Like just the design of their offense, their you know, those see whether it's a quarterback, it seems like that position is fantasy irrelevant. If you go somewhere like that, you know, he's gonna go way down my list. But you know, if if he's the next Pat's uh slot receiver, if he goes to um I'd love to see him go to New Orleans actually. Um there's a lot of good spots. We'll we'll see where he lands and I'll determine it a lot. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh so next up on my list is uh Taekwon Thornton uh at a Baylor. So he's a he's a bigger receiver that's like pretty much purely a speed threat. I so I, I think it's his his comp is kind of DJ Shark. I think he's like a deep threat that, you know, he's got uh, the deep ability, but he's not necessarily a good short route runner. Um, he has a lot, his short area quickness wasn't very good. Um, and he has a lot of room to improve as a, as a short area route runner. Um, but you can still get good value out of the, out of a deep threat like that in the NFL. Right. But not necessarily in fantasy. Yeah. Thornton didn't make my list. I I'm not targeting Thornton at, at all. Honestly. Um, Obviously, they have great speed, but I, I see it as straight line. I don't think they are much of a route runner. I just don't think it's going to work out. Yeah, and then next up uh, is Alec Pierce. Um, so, you know, same kind of thing. I think he's a kind of a deep threat. Um, I think he has a little bit better ability to be a decent um, uh, like possession wide receiver. Um, I think he... I think he could be. I think he could develop into a good a good wide receiver for a team, uh, not just a deep threat for a team. But at the same time, I think he's also a kind of a long shot as well. Yeah, I, I, I again, I like it. Pierce a little more. I got him up at thirteen. Um, he tested off the charts. He absolutely crushed the combine. Great size, great jumping ability, great speed. He had average. Uh, Short air quickness, but like that's not his game at all. So I'm not worried. He's gonna be like a body receiver. He's got good catch radius. The issue is he has a very limited route history. If he can develop a more in-depth route tree, he could really become a nice wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I don't right. I think that's what you're talking about, where you're kind of doubting it and it's a long shot. I tend to agree. That's why I got him pushed down here. Someone with such good, um, he's good at catching. He has good elevation. He's got good size, good speed, good agility, uh, or excuse me, explosion. I don't think he's going to have the route running necessary. So he's he's just a long shot for me like you. Yep. So then um, (laughs) kind of one of the guys that, you know, I'm I'm really interested to, to see where he goes is Kyle Phillips. Um, so he actually projects very favorably to Julian Edelman in terms of his RAS score. So, uh, he had a 8.31 for his RAS, but a lot of that, the, the perks of that were the short area quickness. Um, so the 10 yard split, 20 yard split for the 40, um, the shuttle, the three cone, stuff like that. Right. So, um, his 10 yard split, he had a 1.49 second for that. So yeah, that's getting 10 yards and that and 1.49, right? That's, that's really good. So he gets up to his top speed quick. I think he's an elite route runner. I think he's going to be, I think he has a, he's one of the most interesting slot receiver prospects to me. He's got very good route running, great hands or good hands. I should say, um, 
and but then again, you know, like just with all these guys, it's it's all about landing spot for me for for slots because, you know, if you go to the wrong situation as a slot receiver, you're basically you're done. So yeah, I I, I like your take on him. Uh, he you're right. He has elite agility numbers, uh, decent size, f- plenty good for the slot. He's five eleven and a quarter, one ninety. Um, UCLA isn't much of a passing offense. I thought he was very showed very well um i agree if he lands in a spot that's going to use i'm a pats fan i'm gonna say it i really want him to go to the pats i think he could be a great slot receiver with them he he's down at 18 for me uh if he gets a good land spot he's definitely going to go up but he's not going to go up too much i mean hunter renfro wasn't was a wide receiver one in 2021 He's just was a slot, really good slot receiver that got peppered with targets. That's what it's going to have to take for Kyle Phillips to be a fantasy star. Likely, I think he's a depth piece on your team. Yep. And then, so the last person on my list is Kevin Austin out of Notre Dame. Um, so he's, you know, another guy. He has really good uh, agility, uh, really good speed, great vertical, great broad. He's a physical freak right um and you know what you're hoping for when you get those guys is you're hoping that they go to a good spot and they develop he is a purely de- developmental prospect for me yeah he he's not in my top 20 if uh if it's you in the very end of the draft and you want to throw a dart at him i'm not gonna look weird at you he he definitely has some physical tools i don't i prefer some others over him but i get it you know dart throws are dart throws yeah, and, and just one of the things I want to say before we kind of close out the wide receiver discussion here is um, as we get into the later rounds of fantasy drafts, what I, I prefer to do personally is to take as many like tight end flyers rather than uh, tight end and wide receiver flyers rather than running backs. Um, I, I kind of would prefer the two the other the two um, because the, per- the percent chance of you being successful as a late round wide receiver or tight end is is higher than a uh, running back um, tight ends are even like less likely, but you know, you know, trying to find some value there is important, I think. Um, but that's just kind of my, my two cents there. No, it's good. Um, I, I'm definitely with you with the tight ends, but I'm not gonna lie. I love to smash the uh, fifth round running backs in my rookie drafts. I do go after those. Um so who did we miss from your list? Uh, Justin Ross, and I think that's that's it, right? Or does there uh, more? there's th- at least three. Let's see, yeah, three. So I have, and, and I don't think we're too far off in these, right? So the ones that you didn't mention were my 16th, 19th, and 20th players. So Ross, I have at 16. Um, a lot of that is kind of name value, right? Justin Ross showed out big time early in his time in Clemson. But then he had this serious neck injury, and he missed all of 2020 with it. Honestly, his career looked very much in risk, if not over. Uh, he came back. He didn't quite look the same, in my opinion, in 2021. But right, he he was obviously had a significant downgrade at the quarterback position. Um, his measurables aren't good. I, I know, right? The RES. It's easy for you to cross him off your list. He was only a two six. I mean, that yeah. wasn't even what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about the like lack of improvement, the poor route running, the like lack, the poor hands, 
like there's a, I didn't see very many trades that I'm interested in is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the 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 most interesting for me is size. He's got great size and, and he's had some moments um at a, at a high level. I'm really curious to see what other people are thinking because I tend to think that a lot of people are going to remember that name and going to see Justin Ross and they're going to be in their third round and they're not going to, they're not going to really know prospects the way, you know, Robert and I do or people that are listening to us do. And they're just like, Oh yeah. Uh, I know Justin Ross. I don't really know anyone else. Let me snag him with the three, six to me. Right. I'm happy to see that happen. You know, my wide receiver 16, and this is even pre-NFL draft, right? If he doesn't get decent draft capital, you know, at least fourth round or better, he he's probably coming off my board completely. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have too much more to say. He, he, he's got some serious red flags, testing numbers, injury, a couple of characteristics on the tape. But uh, moving on to my next player, wide receiver 19 for me is Romeo Dubs, Nevada. He had a really good season working with Carson Strong. He's This is total like the wide receiver 19 and 20 are total like uh, potential picks. He's fast and he's got good size. He does not have a lot of diversity to his route tree in college. Um, He didn't have a very good senior bowl, to be honest. But he's like he's fast and he's big, and he produced a little bit in college. So, you know, dart throw. Uh, the last one is for my wide receiver twenty is Tyler Firefogel. He did very well at Indiana. He was one of their only passing weapons. He's got size and he's got speed. Like you know, broken record. He's basically the same thing. Um, if these guys, you know, go undrafted free agents and they're not priority undrafted free agents, or if they're drafted in seventh round of some random crap team, you know, they're they're probably coming off my board. I mean, they're at nineteen and twenty for a reason. Uh, they're just potential picks. Uh, you have anything on those two you wanted to mention? I mean, so it's all potential, right? Um, so you know, you're these are all dart throws. Um, once you get into the like, these are you know. F- fifth round picks really at this point um so you know you're you're just kind of throwing a dart and saying hey maybe this will hit so you know because it's all it's all basically what all these guys that really pass like 15 you just want to see development um develop your route running develop your you know your your abilities um and then whoever works the hardest really is honestly at that point yeah uh but yeah that's about it that's all i had so, um, did you have anything else about wide receivers just in general or, uh, just in general, like f- focus on a process, like everyone out there has their own process. What I like to do is take in information from all different sources and then kind of filter it. You know, it's kind of like, um, being a project manager, you get this recommendation from this department, this department, this department, and then you use that and you make a decision. That's what you got to do. Um, uh, I'm really, I'm really excited to continue getting into these rookies. Once we get the NFL draft, we're gonna really be able to get into this at a new level. Uh, thank you, Robert. I'm really happy doing this with you. It's been a blast, and thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, 
couldn't do it without you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, next week we're going to be doing um, a mock draft for uh, fantasy rookie drafts before the draft, uh, the actual NFL draft. Um, so look forward to that. We're going to be taking a break for the actual NFL draft. Um, and then immediately following that, we're going to start working on, we're going to do a discussion and a, and a breakdown of the, the draft once it's at its conclusion. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, I, I think the, I think this fantasy mock draft is going to be a pretty exciting uh, segment that we got coming up. Um, I'm really excited for that. I, I think, yeah, I think we'll, I think we're going to, we're going to disagree on a few things to uh, about, about how that kind of plays out. But yeah, uh, thanks guys for listening. Um, and please give us a follow on Twitter at BubbleheadFFB, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you guys have anything to ask us or anything we want you want us to cover, just uh, hit us up on there and, and let us know. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.